welcome to the Ditch That Textbook podcast, a daily show to equip, inform, and inspire educators to teach with less reliance on the textbook through technology, creativity, and innovation. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Let's get started. This is episode 47 of the Ditch That Textbook podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. I'm coming to you today from Indianapolis, and I'm sitting next to Michelle Eaton. We just had fabulous coffee and breakfast at, what was the name of the place again? Henry's on East. Uh, which you recommend highly, right? I do. I love that place. Okay. So if you're ever in Indianapolis and need a good place to get coffee or enormous breakfast sandwiches, <laughs> then that's the place to go. Um, Michelle, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I am the director of virtual and blended learning for the MSD of Wayne Township here in Indianapolis. So my role is to work with teachers in designing online courses and digital content for blended environments and then provide professional learning for that staff. Very good. You've said that a couple times before, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that, that fascinates me about this, and uh, this is a direction that I think uh, classrooms are going in a big way, is that so often... Whenever we transition online, you know, if we go from a traditional classroom format onto doing activities online, sometimes it's easy for us to think that just because we're doing it online, we can continue to do it the same way that we've done it before. But that's not all necessarily true, I don't think. Is that, is that a fair way to say that? Yeah, I think it's actually that mindset is what causes a lot of the negative feelings about online learning. Because if all we're ever trying to do is replicate the face-to-face experience, online learning will never be anything more than a cheap imitation of a traditional learning experience for students. And so we really have to shift the, the way we think about how instruction is delivered, what, how, what learning looks like, and how students acquire information when it's in a digital format. And when we can do that and leverage the online environment for what it does best, we can create just as equitable of an experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love the way that you put that, that um, we've got kind of like these two completely different ways to do it so we can't do things the same. Um, what are some of the ways you've found that the online experience, like what are some of the, the best ways that you've seen people leverage the uniqueness of the online experience? Well, I think we first have to think about how we use the internet. Um, even something as simple as how you read online versus how you read in print, um, it's vastly different. And I think many of us can acknowledge that in ourselves. There are certain things I like to read a physical book, and there are things that I go to the internet for. Um, recently, I was writing an article and looking for, this is embarrassing to any English teacher that's listening, but um, I couldn't remember how to use who versus whom. And um, so I was writing, I stopped, and I went to Google, and I found um, a Grammar Girl article that listed all these commonly misused words. And I, I skimmed down. I didn't read the whole article. I found just the paragraph I needed, read that paragraph, went back to the article, didn't embarrass my friends and family, and um, and went on. And and that's common. We are more likely to skim text online than we are face-to-face. Right. So when we're designing um, content for our students, I am I, not an advocate for saying we don't need to do sustained reading, especially if you're a distance learner. But I do think that helps me make better decisions about what I put in print for my kids oh. and what I put online. I also, um, when you're designing digital content, one really great strategy um, is to put all of your visual media in first instead. Because what we're programmed to do, and if I'm designing, and I was guilty of this for a long time, if I'm designing this digital lesson, I'm going to type everything out 
and then come in retroactively and add in images to make it pretty, to break up the text, or I'm going to pull in videos. And what you've created there is a lot of redundancy because you've explained everything in text and then pulled in visual media oh, yeah. that yeah. does the same thing. And so a lot of designers outside of education even will design with only visual pieces first, images, infographics, video, audio, and then come in and only put the text that's absolutely necessary to understand oh. the visual media. And so it's a better use of text and people are more likely to read the text that you have there. So there are things that we can do in designing yeah. to help ensure that our students are successful um, that you wouldn't know unless you've studied instructional design. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that's so interesting. I, I love the part you said at the beginning where um, you know, we're, we're more likely to skim the online text and everything. I saw this uh, study not too long ago about, and it, the, the title of it said something like, um, people learn more from textbooks. I mean, just a real broad swoop type of uh headline and I'm going wait a second we gotta we gotta take a, a little closer look at this and I think that's what it was is that um, it was trying to say that the way that people read in print is different than what we read online so it sounds to me kind of like what you're saying is that because those are two different things it's kind of like am I going to use a hammer or am I going to use a wrench for this it's like picking the right one and what do you want to accomplish from that does that sound about right Absolutely. And so on, on to that, yeah. um, if we go back to that idea that I was looking for specific help on understanding how to use this word correctly, if you would have asked me two weeks ago, not only did I not read the whole article, if you would have asked me two weeks prior to that to read this article because it was interesting, I'm even less motivated to do it because right? I didn't need it. Yeah. Um, and when you have a device in your pocket that gives you access to countless amounts of in information, we're used to using the, in the internet. Yep. When we need it, anytime, yep. anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but then we don't design digital content in that way. And so thinking about creating digital content that allows us to give contextual feedback to students, that allows them to find information just when they need it, yeah. um, if we design, that's a completely different way of designing. That's not what our face-to-face -face classrooms um, often look like either. Um, and so, there, yeah, there are, a lot of, there are a lot of things that we just have to shift our mindset. We don't have to do it in the exact same way. Yeah. And if we can do that we can really leverage this online space to provide um, a really rich experience for kids. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is so great. This is like the instructional side of this conversation. And not too long ago, I just had... Uh, I just did a podcast about the assessment side of this. Like, what would assessments look like if we had full access to Google? You know, and this is kind of like that that same conversation. Like, if we have all of this stuff, it's not the the tools are still at our disposal. They're not going anywhere. Right. So, are we going to change, or are we going to be like? our teachers of the past and say, oh, that calculator, you can't use that calculator because you're not going to carry one of those around in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? You know, <laughs> all of us have one in our pocket now. So this was this was so great. Um, if people want to get in contact with you, more information, where would they go? Twitter. So follow me on Twitter. Um, it's not an easy thing. To, it's M-I-C-H-E-E. E-A-T-O-N. All right. It's rough out there coming yep. with the Twitter handle that's not taken. <laughs> right. Absolutely. All right. This was great. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ditch That Textbook podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love it, be sure to leave a review and rating on iTunes to help others find a show. Thanks for listening and happy ditching.